This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. 49ers Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey family. I'm Al Sacco. Just me today for this show. There's no Brian, there's no Zane, there's no guest, just me. You guys are stuck with me for the next 30-ish minutes, if you choose. But it's all good because we're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some Niners. It's draft time. It's really time to get into the draft. It's a couple weeks away. Starting to really look at players now and who I think could be fits for the Niners. And we'll get into that. Before we do, little news hit today. Not huge news, more speculation, but something I thought was worth talking about. Pro Football Talk said there's a rumor making the rounds that Nick Cesario could leave the Houston Texans to return to New England after the draft. So they'd have an opening for a GM, director of personnel, whatever whatever they call it over there. I'm assuming it's their general manager. So our buddy Mike Silver replied to this tweet or quoted this tweet and said, to further flesh out the rumor, the talk is that 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters could be targeted to replace Cesario. So that got my attention because Peters is going to be a GM in this league. And he's had opportunities in other places and he hasn't gone there. And I think the reason he hasn't gone is because he knows he's the 49ers GM in waiting. Whenever that happens, whenever John Lynch either goes to a VP role within the organization, whenever John Lynch decides to maybe go back to TV, Peters is going to step in. And I don't think we're that far from that. I don't know that Lynch will be here more than a few more years, not because of what he's the job that he's done. I just think eventually that move will be made to promote him or he'll decide to maybe do his own thing if he wants to. They won't force him out, but if he wants to, and then Peters would be that guy. I think it's a done deal. It's just a matter of time. And he hasn't gone anywhere because of that. However, why does this Houston thing catch my interest? Well, Miko Ryans. Miko Ryans is there. So maybe that's that's something different for him where he says, hey, I can go there with D'Amico. We can build this thing from the ground up. We can get this going, especially if they end up with a quarterback. Maybe they end up with Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or somebody maybe Peters thinks is a foundational piece in, in a coach that that can be there for a while And Ryan. So thought that was interesting because usually you always hear Peters, Peter's name with these GM interviews and things like that. And, yeah, you know, I feel like he's going to stay with the Niners. But with this, it's interesting. We have to see what happens. Who knows? Maybe none of this even comes to fruition. But yeah, the Niners don't want to lose him. He's been a gigantic, gigantic piece of the puzzle with putting this roster together with a lot of these late round picks that you've seen for the Niners come through and be huge parts of the team, be huge cogs. A lot of that is Adam Peters. So, you know, you have to wonder if, if it does get to the point where he's going to leave and the Niners are serious about keeping him. This offseason, do they promote Lynch? Do do they make a move to make Peter Peters the GM and Lynch an assistant vice president or vice president or whatever? Something like that. It's 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 something to definitely keep an eye on after the draft. And if this does go down in Houston, if if Peters is somebody that I don't know, maybe on the move. I hope not, because he's he's been a stalwart for this team and 
somebody in the when you build a team from nothing to three NFC championships in four years, the personnel people have a lot to do with that. And he's he's one of the main dudes, man. So to lose him would be huge. So we'll keep an eye on that. Got to get into this draft, though. So I feel like I've been late getting into the draft this year. It's not that it's not that this isn't an exciting draft to me. I think that it is in the sense there's a lot of quarterbacks in, in the top. You have Bryce Young, you have C.J. Stroud, you have Anthony Richardson, you have Will Levis, who, I mean, I guess theoretically could end up going the top four with trades and stuff like that. You have guys like, like Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, just really defensive centerpieces that teams can build around. I also think Hendon Hooker is another quarterback that actually could go in the first round. I know he's coming back from an injury, but late in the first round, if, if he doesn't get hurt, he might be in the, in the conversation for one of those top five picks. So anytime the quarterbacks are in play like that, it, it is an exciting draft. But for the Niners, going to be a lot of waiting around this year. And even last year, they didn't have a pick till pick 61 last year. But you had kind of the excitement or the dread of the Debo Samuel situation where Debo was requested a trade. There was a lot of talk going into the draft. Is he going to get traded in the draft? Uh, is somebody going to make an offer? Remember, I, we were sweating out the Jets pick. <laughs> were, were, the, were the Jets going to trade for him? And then it didn't happen, and it looked like Debo was going to be there. So there was that excitement there. But this is a year where there's just a lot of waiting around. And it's it's I guess it's not going to really be a sexy draft for the Niners. It's not like they're what you wouldn't think are looking at wide receivers or def, definitely not a quarterback, at least in one of their first picks, maybe later on. Um, it's going to be one of those drafts where they do need they do have needs. So they're going to be drafting to hopefully get some people who can who can play and, and maybe be a starter at some point. But it's, it, it is tough to kind of get into it, right? Um, you're going to be sitting around. I talked last show about all my, how I am with the draft and how, especially the first round, I like to get food and drinks and hang out. And it's it's a lot more fun when, you're, when your team is picking, but or the, even the team you're covering is picking, however you want to call it. But we'll have to do a lot of waiting around. But thinking a lot about this Niners draft. So what is the plan going to be? What are they going to go after? So today, what I think I want to talk about in sort of in my first, I guess, prep that I've done for the draft, I started to look at some offensive players. And they're not players that I necessarily think that, you know, um, the Niners are absolutely going to take. It's not one of those things where I'm like, this is my prediction. It's just people that I've kind of had my eye on. I hear their names. The Niners have talked to them. Just some people, some players where I'm like, okay. That could fit, and I'm looking them up and, and feeling like this could be a pretty good pretty good fit for the team. So I want to go through on offense. There's three positions I think that we need to watch for on offense, and I'm going to tell you why. Because in some cases, you may be like, really? Do they really need to draft someone there? And I think so. Let me tell you why. So I'm going to start out with the running back position. And the first thing you probably would think is, Al, why the hell would the Niners pick a running back? You have Christian McCaffrey. You have Elijah Mitchell. You have Jordan Mason. If Tyrion Davis Price, why would they take a running back? A couple of reasons I think that they, they will. One, they always take a running back, right? Usually in the third round. Trey Sermon, TDP, Fed Jill Williams. The, the Niners like to go after running backs. Kyle Shanahan's always taking a big swing with running backs. Jerick McKinnon, Tevin Coleman. He likes to bring these guys in, even though most of the running backs that he's, other than McCaffrey, that he's brought in have been late round picks or undrafted free agents that have done well. And I think, look, McCaffrey is the real deal. Listen, I've always been on team don't pay the running back. I just think they get hurt. I think they have a couple good seasons, and then all of a sudden they, you pay them and they drop off. Look at somebody like Ezekiel Elliott 
Delvin Cook is stayed as a good running back through his contract, but Minnesota wants to get rid of him now. Even Derrick Henry, they're looking to move on from. You just, I never thought you should pay running backs unless they can be transcendent. And he's a centerpiece to this offense. But I think with McCaffrey, you got to keep him healthy because you don't want to have Christian McCaffrey. Hey, he played 16, 17 games and he had a great fantasy season. No, I want McCaffrey to play 19 games, 20 games, go to the Super Bowl. It's going to be a long season for him. So I think with that in mind, you have to limit his touches. He had 403 touches back in 2019, total touches between receptions and carries. And then next couple of years, he got hurt. Last year is the second most touches he's ever had in a season with 329. And I'm not saying he's going to get hurt again. I'm saying you want to manage that so he doesn't get hurt. You want to make sure he's around. He can still be a big piece of the puzzle and a big piece of the game plan while still get spelling him and putting other people in there. So, well, where does Eli Mitchell fit into this? I love Mitchell. When he comes in, I just think he runs violent and fast. And I think it's kind of a changeup for the defense. I'm a huge fan of his. But dude hasn't been healthy. Played five games last year wasn't healthy in the playoffs they cannot count on him to spell McCaffrey and I think that they know that and also there's been some whispers that they're shopping Mitchell I think if there's a deal out there to be made that's even decent I, I I think they would do it and I think they would draft someone else Jordan Mason reminds me a little bit of um, Michael Hasty and and when everybody thought with Hasty oh he looks really good he's going to be a big part of the offense next year and I always thought that season if Hasty was going to be a big part of the offense why didn't they plan him when they had the chance and I kind of feel the same way about Mason. And again, I'm a big fan of his. Runs violent. I like him. But if the Niners wanted to use him, they probably would have more last year. So I don't know that they see him as a piece that's going to come in and can step up in that number two running back role. Maybe they do. And if they do, they won't be aggressive to draft a running back. We'll see. And I think with TDP, that looked like another sort of bust pick. Again, they had an opportunity where they needed a running back and they they didn't go after it. Um, or they didn't let him play, I should say. Um, he just seemed like a disappointment and we saw what happened with Trey Sermon where they moved him the following year. So I don't think it would be anything different. So trying to go to school a little bit on these running backs. And I came up with two names and just kind of connecting the dots are just people that I think I would kind of like the first one is, is I'm going to murder this name. I apologize. Izzy Abba, <laughs> Abba Anaconda from Pittsburgh. Now I'm going a lot off of Dane Brugler is a terrific draft guy and he put out a, um, a whole draft book that's fantastic. And I did a lot of research there and I've been doing research in other places on it. Now, Izzy is a running back for Pittsburgh and he had a, he had a phenomenal day. They said he ran in the mid four threes at, the, at his pro day. He had a 41 inch vertical jump and a 10, eight inch broad jump. Now, statistically for him at Pittsburgh, he had a very strong year there. He had, and I'm going to, I'm going to get this for you right now, Izzy stats. He ran 239 times for 1,431 yards, an average of six yards a carry. And now Pittsburgh had a very pass-heavy offense with Kenny Pickett the year before, and they dedicated more to the run game in 2022, and, and Izzy responded with a, a career year. And he was second in FBS and all-purpose yards um, per game at 164.1 per game. So with him, too, he, he had some big games. He had a game where he rushed for 320 yards and six rushing TDs. And the only other power five running backs to do that in the last 25 years were Ladinian Tomlinson and Ricky Williams. So, so that's pretty good company. And he's a guy that I think the Niners could target. I've seen, I've seen with the running backs, you see that they can go all over the place. You never know. Other than Robinson, who's going to be a, a top pick. 
definitely in the first round. These You never know when these running backs are going to go because people wait on running backs. So I could see him lasting until the third round, the fourth round. Maybe he's somebody that is there late for the Niners and, and, and they can get. But he's a name that I, I liked. And the other name, now, I lived in Syracuse for a few years, so I paid attention to Syracuse and the Orange and kind of liked seeing what was happening with this guy. Sean Tucker, a running back for Syracuse, is someone I'm actually – quite a big fan of and he was terrific at Syracuse so he was a three-year starter at Syracuse he was the featured running back in, in, in a zone-based scheme and he kind of put himself on the NFL radar because he had 1,496 rushing yards in 2021 and he joined Jim Brown Ernie Davis and Floyd Little as the only Syracuse running backs to ever earn all-American uh, recognition and he displayed he's, he's patient inside outside zone he's a quick hit type runner so he's the type of dude who is going to get one cut and he's going to go and he's versatile. He can block. He was a, a true three down back for Syracuse and he played a variety of roles. So in schemes and alignments, Syracuse ran him out of the eye formation. They ran him out of the shotgun, full house formations, out of man gap, inside outside zone schemes. They used him as a runner. They used him as a pass catcher. They used him in pass protection. They used him as a lead blocker. Like he, he was motioned out as receiver at some point. And, and he, he looks like a good receiver and somebody they threw the ball to down the field. So now he's projected from what I've seen anyway, fifth, sixth round. So he's a guy I thought just with that zone scheme background and the one cut and go, I thought he'd be a really good fit for the Niners. And I believe the Niners have talked to him. So those two names at running back, I think are someone that you should keep an eye on. And I really do believe that the Niners are going to take one at some point. And I don't think they have faith, nothing on faith in Eliza Mitchell on the field. I don't know that they have faith in Mitchell to stay healthy. And it's just, what are you going to do? I, you feel terrible for the guy. He's not trying to get hurt, but he's hurt. He's been hurt constantly. He's not somebody you can rely on. And you have to, the Niners, I feel are, are kind of a little bit more top happy than they have been in previous years, which is fine. It's tough to keep role players who are going to go off and make money elsewhere because they played so well. DJ Jones. Um, and El Shair, guys like that who played so well on your team. Eventually, these guys are going to get paid. So pe people leave. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, you know, I know it was a sort of different circumstance, but there was some depth there with those two guys. Those, the, you know, those two guys left. They're not going to stick around on, on one-year deals with the Niners and, and make minimum money, but then go somewhere else and make more money. So we'll see how that goes. The second position that I think the Niners are going to look at on offense is tight end. So the reason I think that they're going to look at tight end is because one, George Kittle is going to be 30 this year. Now Kittle is arguably the best tight end in 49ers history. He is absolutely phenomenal, but I think a couple things here. One, they need another threat that can really threaten defenses at the tight end position to me, someone who could, who can catch some passes. And I don't know that I expect a rookie tight end to come in and catch 50 balls. I don't think that, but somebody that can maybe give you 20, 20, 20, you know, catch or two a game. They weren't getting that from Dwelly and Warner. And, and those two guys are still on the roster, but I think they need to upgrade there, especially from Delhi from Dwelly as a second tight end. And when you look at the tight ends in this draft, it's a super, deep draft for tight ends. I think they're going to go early and often. It's a great draft for tight ends. And when you're looking at these tight ends, you can't really look at what they did in college on the numbers. If you remember what Kittle did, Kittle in his career at Iowa, in his career, had 48 catches, 737 yards, and 10 touchdowns. In his senior year when they drafted him, 22 catches, 314 yards, and four touchdowns. So 
he is not a guy who was super prolific in college, but you don't necessarily draft for that. You draft for fit and you draft for what they could be in the NFL. That's the big thing. So that's what they're going to be looking for, the Niners, in this draft at tight end. Now, who do I think would be the perfect tight end and, and that I, I would love for them to draft? Sam Laporta out of Iowa. He He's a guy that I think, another Iowa product, like I said, I think he would be absolutely phenomenal for the Niners. Um, I think he does everything you'd want him to do. I also think there's no chance in hell he's going to be there with the Niners pick. I think he's going to, he's going to be a second round pick. And unless Arnold, they love him that much where they trade up for him. But I think Laporte is going to be gone. So some other names that I've heard, one is Luke, I should screw up his name too, uh, Luke Schoonmaker or Schoonmacher from, from Michigan. Now, he again is somebody on the surface that you look at and you think, okay, here's a guy who can really come in and maybe do a good job here. He plays under Jim Harbaugh, obviously. Um, he was a two-year starter at Michigan, and he lined up primarily, primarily inline wing and occasionally in slot. So he um, he's an efficient route runner. He catches balls well. But here's why I think Schumacher may not be the pick. He's limited after the catch, according to Dane Brugler's um, assessment of him. He only had only four of his 52 receptions the past four seasons went for 25 plus yards. So that's something that I don't know necessarily. Is he going to fit in with the Niners with that? He, I think he's going to be a good player, but do they want more in the passing game in terms of yards after the catch from him? I don't know. Maybe. So he's a guy that I think you could possibly see, but that's the one thing that stuck out to me was the yards after the catch. If he's not somebody who's, who's perfect like that, is he someone that they're going to go after? I, I don't know. Another name to look out for that I've heard or kind of connecting the dots is, is Will Mallory from Miami. Now, Will had a great senior bowl. He graded out 80.7 by pro football focus. And that was actually the fifth highest grade for any player in the game. And he is generally, generally in the 10 to 14 range in terms of tight ends for where they can go for, for where he might go. So he's not someone that you're necessarily going to say, well, okay, he's going to be a second round pick. I, th I think he's going to be around for a while. And he's somebody, again, that I, I think might be a good fit for the Niners just for what he can do in his last two years at Miami, 30 receptions, 347 yards in his, in 2021, 2022, 43 catches, 538 yards and three TDs. I think he's another versatile guy who could be a receiver for them definitely someone to keep an eye on. Here's another name that I'm considering that I think might be a fit that I, this name I haven't heard a lot. And that's Brent, Brenton Strange from um, Penn State University. So he did have a visit with the Niners, but I, unless I've missed it, I haven't seen that mock to them too much. Another versatile, consistent blocker. He can block well in multiple formats. He could line up as a receiver. And here's the key thing that I think in, in, in his scouting assessment that I like. He has the potential to be a better pro than college player. And that's always really interesting to me. Because again, that's what we were talking about with Kittle, where he just had the potential to get, if he gets into the right system, he could, he could be a terrific pro. So with Strange, he had 70 catches in his career, 755 yards, 11 TDs. Very similar to Kittle throughout the career. In his senior year, in 2022, 32 catches, 362 yards, five touchdowns. So very similar stats to Kittle. And I thought he was a very interesting person um, to keep an eye on there. 
The other position, I think, and I think to me, edge will always be, and we'll get into the defense on another show, but edge will always be paramount for this team because that's how they build their team. And I think they're going to go edge early because I, I believe they need another edge because if Nick Bosa gets hurt, I think there could be some issues. We don't know what Drake Jackson is. But the other position that they need, and I think that they need badly, is offensive tackle. So why do they need an offensive tackle? Right now, it looks like Colton McKivitz is he's getting he's a, he's on a two year four point five million dollar contract. That's backup swing tackle money. But I do think they're also confident that is that if he has to play a year, they're okay with him there. They also have Jalen Moore. Here's the other thing that maybe isn't getting talked about enough. Trent Williams is going to be thirty five years old in two thousand and twenty three. Now this year he makes twenty seven million. Next year he makes he makes twenty eight million. He's already kind of been floating around retirement. I don't think he's going to be around more than another year or two. The Niners have to. He has a dead cap of eight point five million in two thousand and twenty five, which will be thirty seven years old. So it's either that or they pay him thirty million dollars that year. So the Niners really have to prepare for life after Trent Williams. They really do. So maybe what you're going to look at look at this year with some of these guys that they bring in is can they find someone who could eventually fit in long term with them? That's the big thing. So not only are you drafting for Mike McGlinchey's replacement this year, or maybe just somebody to play to, to compete with um, McKivitz, you might be drafting someone that maybe can they move to the left side at some point for Trent Williams. But tackle is something that they definitely have to start thinking about. And I think that this team has thought about it. I think it's, and I think it, you have to remember when Joe Staley left, they made the move for, for Trent Williams. As much as I think that the defensive line is a priority here, I think left tackle is too. It's not like they're just going to be like, oh, hey, we'll see what sticks at left tackle. I think maybe they kind of do that with the rest of the offensive line sometimes, but I, I don't think that they're, they're going to do that at left tackle. So a few of the names that I, I Sticking out to me at left tackle. The first is this Blake Freeland guy. So he's somebody who just had a phenomenal combine. He set a combine record for O-lineman with a 37-inch vertical, um, ran a zone scheme at BYU, and he had an 87.9 grade in the, for the run blocking from P for PFF. I have no idea where Blake Freeland goes. I've seen him in the second round because after what happened in the combine, people are saying, oh, he's going to shoot up. I've seen him in the fifth round. People don't know. And one of the issues with him is his pass blocking. So there's there's upside there, but he's definitely um, a work in progress. And he his, his weakness is his pass blocking. So if the Niners have learned anything, we hope that they've learned anything. It's that pass blocking is important. So as good as he is in the run game, is he going to is he good enough pass blocker for them to want to bring in and develop? I don't know. But he's athletic. And that's the key word for all these other offensive linemen that, I'm, that I've, I've seen or, or that I'm looking at here. They're all athletic. And Kyle Shanahan likes athletic offensive linemen who can move. So three other names that have kind of stuck out to me. Nick Sale DeBerry from Old Dominion is the first name. Another athletic dude. Um, he's a three-year starter. They say he's got, according to Dane Brugler, uh, his mental approach and his body control will help him keep his head above water early. Um, he looks like somebody, again, just he's stout, square foot. He's got large hands, agile. 
And again, the word that I keep going to for him is he is athletic. So he's somebody, if he's, he's there, I could see the Niners maybe considering him. The guy I actually like the most, and I have seen them uh, him out to the Niners, and I, I think Matt Mayoko was talking about him on his podcast today. Wanye Morris out of Oklahoma. Someone I really like. 6'5", 307, 35, 1'8", arm length. Uh, he's got exceptional size. He's very athletic. Um, just a one-year starter at Oklahoma. So um, he played left tackle in 2021 before becoming the starter on the right side. But again, he's someone that can really develop. And he definitely has the frame to be an NFL starter. He's got athletic traits. That is the big thing I think with him. Again, he's, he's that athletic player that can move in. Kyle Shanahan can work with him. Chris Forrester can work with him. Good in the run game. I think someone they can develop. I think Morris is someone who, maybe not in year one, but someone who could be a starter for them for years to come. The other name, someone that I've kind of been looking at and liking is, is Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. He is 6'5", 306, 33 and 5 eighths arm. And again, the keyword with him is he has desirable athletic tools. There's that word again, athletic. Um, he was a four-year starter at Maryland. He was a mainstay at left tackle uh, for a balanced Maryland offense. And he'd actually be the first offensive lineman, or he will be, for Maryland drafted since 2010. So those are some names as I'm getting into this and trying to figure out who's who could get connected to the Niners that I, I, th I think we need to look out for. It doesn't mean they're going to draft any of them, but I think there are people who are consideration. There are people they've talked to and possibly people that can end up in red and gold. So it's going to, it, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how that goes and how they, and how they approach and how they attack the draft. Um, Cause it is a big draft. We talked about it at length that for them, they do have holes at right tackle. They have some holes on defense. They have some depth things that they have to hit on. The big thing why the Niners, I'm not saying this regime is going to do the same thing, but the reason why the Harbaugh Niners went to hell is because the people that Trent Baalke drafted to replace the Justin Smiths and people like that, they didn't work out. Tank Carradine didn't work out. Uh, the people they drafted to replace Anthony Davis and Mike Iopati, whose names are escaping me right now, the people they brought in, which is probably a good thing, um, they didn't work out. Carlos Hyde was okay, but he wasn't. You drafted him to replace Frank Gore, didn't work out. He was nowhere near Frank Gore. All those receivers they brought to bring in, AJ Jenkins, doesn't work out. So that's what happened there. I don't think this regime is going to repeat the same mistakes, but George Kittle is going to be 30. George Kittle's not going to play till he's 45. George Kittle's probably got, I mean, I hope he plays for five or six more years, but he's probably got in reality two or three more years left. It'll be very difficult to replace George Kittle. Very difficult. If you can only pay one of Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk, it's going to be very difficult to replace those guys. Very difficult. So the Niners really have these drafts, while they not, may not be sexy and they may not be, oh, we're drafting in the first or second round or we're going for this big name guy. These are huge picks. Make no mistake, huge picks if the Niners are going to keep this going. Because right now, we don't know if they have the quarterback to keep it going. They need to keep the roster in top form. So when you lose a guy like a Trent Williams, Eric Armstead isn't going to be around more than two more years. Javon Hargrave is really on a two-year contract. You have to pay Nick Bosa all this money, which they're going to look to do. But that's where do you see what Nick Bosa gets paid? The Niners have never given out a contract like that for a non well, I don't think for anybody. Nick Bosa will probably be the highest paid 49er of all time. I don't I think that's pretty safe to say. 
So when you do that and you have guys like that, when you're paying your defensive end quarterback money, you better be able to draft well and fill in in other areas. And they've done that to this point, other than a quarterback, <laughs> but we've, they've done that to this point, but can they continue to do it? That's the big question. So these are huge drafts. So even though it's going to be, well, it's Saturday afternoon and you're probably out doing whatever and you're checking your phone and like, hey, the Niners picked so-and-so in, in the fifth round. That may end up being a huge pick. That may end up being the next Drake Greenlaw. That may end up being the next George Kittle. That may end up being the next DJ Jones. They've been terrific at these picks and they have to continue to be. They mortgaged a lot to get Trey Lance, which doesn't look like it was a good mortgage. They mortgaged for Christian McCaffrey, which does look, look like it's a good mortgage. And it's fine because these next two years, you got to go for it. And I will never knock them for keeping their foot on the gas ever. I think it's the way you got to go, especially in today's NFL and especially in an NFC that is a little bit weak other than the Eagles. Could the Cowboys take the next step? Maybe There's nobody else that's really scaring me there. So in that NFC, it's there for the taking. Can they win it if they get to the Super Bowl? I don't know. We'll see. We, it's those quarterbacks in the AFC, it's a gauntlet. You're going to play one of them that's ridiculous. <laughs> Probably you're going to play Mahomes or Allen or Burrow or maybe Aaron Rodgers ends up over there or maybe Justin Herbert gets it together or whatever. You're going to play one of those guys. So we'll see when that happens. But huge draft for them. Huge. And, and next year, too. These are the next two years where, where they're going to replenish the stars of today when they have to get some of these other guys to replace the people that that we've been enjoying. It's been a, it's been a phenomenal run. And I don't think it's going to fall off like the Harbaugh years did, where, yeah, 2011 was a surprise. 2012 and 2013, you just know they had the best roster, one of the best rosters in the league. And it felt like they, it was missed opportunity. And there was a bit of, there, although I'm not going to say a bit of drama, there was a lot of drama in, in 2014. And they started out five and three, and then the, the wheels came off. And then after that, everything went to hell. I don't think that that's going to happen at all here. I think the Niners are, terrific in the front office. And I think they're good at talent evaluating. And I think they have a, a solid head coach who's going to be here for a long time, but that doesn't make these drafts any less important. They still have to hit on them. So we'll see what happens. And we'll see if I have any idea what the hell I'm talking about when they actually drafted by any of these people end up on the 49ers or don't end up on the 49ers. Um, we'll see. And we'll look at the defense too, because that's where I think a lot of the holes are at edge and in safety. I think, I think there's a hole at edge. You know, I think safety, they definitely need depth there. So you can, can never hurt taking a corner. Uh, do they take another linebacker? You may want to work to play in base and base downs or whatever. We'll see. But we'll get into that in future shows. And we have a pretty cool guest lined up. We actually have a great guest lined up next week that I'm really excited about. Um, I don't want to say too much yet, but um, it's one of the guests. We've had some pretty awesome guests on the show. And this, um, in terms of excitement, it's right up there for me. So hopefully it all uh, comes to fruition and, and we'll be talking to him next next Wednesday. So see how it goes so all right guys thanks for listening to me for the next half hour or for the last half hour just kind of rambling um and trying to sound like i know what i'm talking about with some of these college guys so i appreciate you and i'll talk to you soon Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 